The Pilot's Advisor can help you chart out a course to land safely in retirement using his intimate knowledge of financial planning and the airline industry. It's time for the Pilot's Advisor Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Pilot's Advisor with Ryan Fleming. You can find Ryan online at retirepilots.com. Again, that is retirepilots.com. Order your own retirement toolkit and get the process started to a safe landing in your retirement years. On today's show, we're going to talk about a brick-and-mortar retirement, if you will, the pros and cons of real estate investing for retirement and where that conversation of real estate often pops up for people as they get ready to retire. So in today's episode, uh, we're going to have a conversation about real estate and your retirement strategy. We're going to look at things from rental income to reverse mortgages, HELOCs and equity loans, REITs, and more all straight ahead today. Ryan, do you get a lot of questions from your clients as you go through the planning process about their homes and housing and, and maybe just real estate in general, whether it be on the investing side or not? I imagine with it being such a big asset for many people, it's a, it's a big part of the conversation. Well, it's absolutely a part of the conversation. And I'm trying to teach pilots to get away from a broke mentality. I think we were taught previously to, hey, pay off our house so we don't have that mortgage prior to retirement. And ultra wealthy people aren't doing that. So we have to ask the question, well, why not? Um, interest rates, even the way they are now with this bump, are still historically low. And letting that equity, that home equity work for you over time and having liquidity is actually a, a really, really hard conversation to have with, with people. But showing them the numbers, I think, makes them, uh, makes them understand it a little bit. As a matter of fact, Walter, I have a whole video on home equity and talking about liquidity and not having a dead asset. Um, that's very valuable that I can send out to our listeners. Okay, very good. Uh, well, we're going to talk a little bit about this real estate conversation over the next couple of minutes. So let's talk a little bit about uh, acquiring real estate instead of funding retirement accounts, because some people place more of an emphasis on the former. Have you seen people successfully use rental properties over the years, Ryan, to create that retirement income that they need without having to actually have much saved for retirement? Not really. I'm one of those people that I think you need to have a lot of arrows, um, you know, a lot of different tools for retirement. So I'm not an absolute on anything. Um, I think real estate's a great thing. It's a great way to leverage your money to let let your your net worth grow. But I I, I don't see a whole lot of people that have properties that are going to fully fund their retirement. I mean, I think it's a great thing to have, but not not fully. And there's too many variables. I mean, taxes and insurance continue to change, and then they'll eat up your rental income. And then I think people fail to realize, let's talk about this, Walter. I mean, I had my real estate license for many, many years. I've owned um, real estate down in the Destin area for the last 20 plus years, Charleston, you name it. So I can talk intelligently about real estate, um, but there's a lot of costs that people fail to realize, whether that's air conditioning's going out. I mean, we can go on and on with the different expenses that people don't really factor in. Could be one of those things where people don't mind dealing with it in their younger years, but is it something that you're going to want to deal with in your retirement years? Are you going to have to adjust how you manage properties? Um, is that going to then eat into your budget and into that retirement income if you're having to farm out more of the responsibilities for upkeep and property management and all those kinds of things? So could be a bit of a concern uh, where it may have been one of those things that was a fit for you at one point in life. Will it continue to be throughout your retirement years? That's some food for thought. Are there additional problems you see when people rely too heavily on real estate assets? 
You know, Walter, I think you're absolutely correct on that. I call it not having too many anchors going into retirement. Um, I find that a lot of people, especially those that were in the military, might have a few rental properties all over the country. And when you're in your 20s and 30s, you don't mind doing that extra work because you didn't really have that much money. And so you're hoping to keep those houses or that rental income or pay off those, those mortgages to increase your net worth. But as you get closer to retirement and you actually have the money, it becomes a little bit more less about leveraging your money and just having a, an easier life. I mean, you don't want to have to deal with those two properties that might be in Arizona or Illinois. And so we do, we talk about those anchors that are out there. Also with real estate, there's a lot of liquidity issues. In, in many cases, if you don't have a home equity loan or a HELOC, uh, you can't really get access to that equity if you really needed it. In a quick time factor of, uh, hey, I need some money, there's not that liquidity. You have to sell that property to get that, that uh, equity there. And, and I have some, some examples that are pretty, pretty tough of those people that had plenty of equity in their home, but they lacked liquidity and they ended up losing their house because of it. Yeah, that's an interesting point. So it sounds like if somebody out there is listening to the show and they're thinking of starting to buy rental properties and investing in real estate as a retirement uh, sort of game plan, maybe think twice about that. Have a conversation with Ryan before you go down that road. But let's talk specifically, Ryan, to somebody who's already in this position. So if somebody comes to you, they're nearing retirement perhaps in the next couple of years, and they've got limited amounts of liquid assets because they've been pouring a whole bunch of it into some sort of you know uh, mix of real estate holdings, would you encourage them to just try to start selling some of that off or work with what they have? Um, it really depends on the situation, but I do think liquidity is an issue, um, whether they get a home equity line of credit or maybe sell one of those properties so they do have some liquid cash working for them. Because what I've seen, I mean, this is a very real thing. Let's say you don't even get to retirement, but pilots have gotten furloughed a lot in the past. And I'll tell you a couple stories that are, that are tough. So I have one individual that had about $300,000 of equity in their home. They were paying it down. Uh, which I do not think that you should do. And we can talk about that with the principal payments because it's a, a new thought process. But they ended up getting furloughed. They lost their job. Well, you know, sitting out on the street, they had their emergency fund, started working through that, and the new job just didn't show up. And suddenly we're looking at that emergency fund being depleted. And the next thing we're looking at, because you don't want to tap into your retirement accounts that you can't really touch into your 59 and a half unless you take a 10% penalty, was, hey, what are we going to do with this equity in the home? Let's go ahead and tap into that equity. Well, guess what, Walter? When you don't have a job, the bank doesn't care. They're not mm. going to give you a home equity line of credit. If you don't have it set up, tough, you know, it's going to say, sorry, you know, try to figure something else out. You don't have a, a reliable source of income. How do we know that you can pay this back? And so these individuals ended up having to sell their house, usually quick sale and at a discount to tap into that home equity. And moving those, your children at that point and trying to buy into a market, I mean, it, it, it's created some very, very difficult situations for many individuals. Mm, really interesting to think about that concept um, a little bit. And yeah, I've seen my own uh, parents go through this recently. They're looking to move and buy a home in a different state. 
as they're retiring from their current jobs and they're running into a problem, Ryan. The, the, even if they buy the house now, the uh, companies, that the, the mortgage folks are like, ooh, but you're not going to have your Social Security income turned on and your pension until the beginning of the year. And so there's going to be this gap of a couple of months. And even though you're almost going to pay for everything in cash, uh, we're not going to qualify you for a loan. And they're like, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 2008 changed a lot where they're yeah. really, really checking about, you know, where are you going to find the money? Do you have a job? You know, what's your credit score? I mean, it's a lot, lot more complicated. They're like, we're basically putting 80% down on the home and can't qualify for a mortgage. Yeah. And it seems well, ridiculous, but that's that's sometimes these weird situations that retirees can run into. Well, and here's another factor that's going on right now. Most people have a very, very low interest rate right now, whether that's like 2.5% to let's say 4%. Well, you're selling a house that you're living in with a rate that low, but you're going to be buying into a market where your rate's going to more than double. And so your, your cost of that capital or the, to buy that new house, your buying power is almost cut in half from what it was before. And yeah. so that's why there's, a, there's a big, uh, quite a bit of gridlock in real estate right now because of that. Hey, if you're ready to have clarity and thrive in your retirement, you're in the right place. And I've got another resource for you to check out. Go to retirepilots.com and look right there on the homepage. You'll be able to click Get My Free Toolkit. What this is going to do is help you get for free Ryan's Retirement Toolkit. This is going to include his two books, The Pilot's Advisor and Pilot's Retire Early, revealing the nine critical decisions when retiring and the seven lessons to save your retirement. Not only does it include the books, but lots of other goodies packed into this free toolkit that'll be sent to you ASAP. It's a great starting place for any pilot to begin their retirement journey. Go to retirepilots.com. Well, because of those concerns, as we kind of transition away, I still want to, the rest of this conversation is less to do with real estate investment, perhaps, like directly in income properties and those kinds of things, and a little bit more having to do with just other ways real estate comes into the conversation um, in terms of retirement. So given that last concern about just mortgages and things like that, you kind of mentioned a home equity loan and those kinds of things. Is there a place for that, a home equity loan or a, or a HELOC in someone's retirement strategy? I think having that liquidity is very important. I mean, you know, even if you get to the point where you have to tap in and do a reverse mortgage, the sad state of affairs are that I think it's like 67% of people out there have most of their, their retirement or most of their net worth tied up in home equity. So having a, a, the ability to use that when you need to is something you really need to think about. And the last point I'll make, I, I, you know, I, I'm not absolute with anything. I think having rental properties or you know, real estate is a great thing for a portfolio. But when you invest in the market and you invest in 42 countries, 30,000 different positions, you, in, in the market, you actually have a lot of exposure to real estate. So don't think that just because you have a, a portfolio out there that you're not investing in, in real estate because you are. You are absolutely have real estate exposure. That's a good point there as well. And so, Ryan, I'm kind of wondering a little bit, is this conversation about real estate and retirement evolves a little bit? Does it change if we start talking about REITs, those real estate investment trusts? People may have been exposed to those or heard of those before, but maybe not. Is there anything retirees and pre-retirees should know about that? Is that another alternative? It's an alternative. I'm not a big fan of those. If anyone wants to have a uh, specific conversation on that, they can definitely reach out to me. But Walter, I'm going to give you a link to a video, a home equity video that I've okay. done, a presentation for pilots and how to build long-term wealth that we'll attach to the show notes. And I, I highly encourage our listeners to watch it. 
I think it's pretty powerful and it'll open up a lot of conversations uh, that pilots might want to have with us at the Pilots Advisor on how to position themselves to uh, build that long-term wealth and have the liquidity that we're looking at trying to uh, accomplish. Okay, very good. I would like that. Yeah, we'll put that in the uh, show notes of today's episode in the description. So if you want to check out that video, you can go straight there to click and watch it. All right, how do tax considerations uh, play into this discussion on real estate versus more traditional retirement savings vehicles? I imagine you're talking about taxes with every client that comes through the door. And if we're throwing real estate into the mix, that could also add a couple of other wrinkles and layers. Yeah, the things I think about is obviously if you're living in your home and you're going to transition or downsize, you know, we have the homestead exemption if you've lived in that house for two of the past five years. So we don't have to give Uncle Sam that big cut of their uh, their check of the capital gain. But if you have other real estate, let's say you have rental properties, it becomes a real big factor because it's hard to have an exit strategy. Um, if you have rental properties, in most cases, you have that rental income, which is going to increase your adjusted gross income for the year. And then you would probably depreciate those assets over time. So you'll get yourself in a position where you might want to sell that property, but you're going to have to pay a massive amount of capital gains tax to get out of it. Um, So unless you're going to do a 1031 exchange to another property and just kick the can down the street, you start getting yourself into a situation where it's, it's pretty hard to have an exit strategy. And these are all things that we can talk about if you reach out to us at the Pilot's Advisor. Again, you can do that uh, by getting in touch with Ryan and checking out the Retirement Toolkit. Great place to start for a, a listener to the show. So if you're wanting more information about what it's like to work with Ryan, want to learn some basics about retirement and financial planning, best place to start is to order that toolkit for free at retirepilots.com. Start from there and then uh, you know go a little bit further down the process after you've learned some more about working with Ryan and uh, the kinds of ways that he'll be able to help you out. Uh, for people who don't don't have rental properties, but want to use their primary residence to create income with perhaps the old reverse mortgage. Ryan, we've all seen commercials and heard about reverse hey man, mortgages for Tom years. Yeah, is that a viable option? I mean, what's the true skinny on a reverse mortgage these days? I think it really, really depends. I, it's not something I like to do with any of my clients. I like to get us in a position where we wouldn't have to tap into the equity in your home and do a reverse mortgage, but some people don't have a choice. And all I would say is there's a lot of companies out there that do them. Uh, the devil is in the details. So read the small print, uh, check out what how it's going to be paid off when it does get sold, what happens with beneficiaries, because you definitely don't want your, your home and, and your estate plan to be foiled because of a reverse mortgage. Good points across the board on the show today. All right, folks, again, if you want to get in touch with Ryan, easiest way to do that is retirepilots.com and order the Retirement Toolkit. We'll link to it in the description of today's show so you can find it very easily. That's going to be your best way to reach out to Ryan, have a conversation about your financial plan, and learn a little bit more information about the whole planning process. So go to retirepilots.com or, again, check that link in the description of today's show. Well, there you have it. Brick and mortar retirement, uh, what you need to know about real estate investing and your retirement plan. Ryan, thanks for your thoughts and insights on the discussion today, and we'll look forward to chatting with you again soon. Sounds good, Walter. Appreciate you as always. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. 